Polyhedron is a production of Headcanon Games, LLC. Please bookmark Headcanon Games for the latest in Polyhedron news. Polyhedron is sponsored by listeners like yourself. If you'd like to become a patron of Polyhedron, please go to patreon.com polyhedron. Now, on with your show. Welcome to Polyhedron, your multifaceted podcast for everything RPG-related. I'm not Matthew. I'm not Scott. I'm not Ryan, and the usual hosts are definitely not tied up and gagged in the other room, and there's no need for you to call the police. Everything's fine. (laughs) It's fine. Welcome to Ladies' Night. I'm actually Murphy. I'm actually Kelly. And I'm actually Linda. Now, we are sort of, you know, related to the hosts in a way. I'm Matthew's wife. I'm Scott's wife. He's mentioned me a couple times. Redacted. (laughs) (laughs) So we wanted to, uh, we are going to talk to you tonight about About patriarchy. No, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Got that wrong. Got that wrong. (laughs) No, no, we're we're here to chat about gaming. So sorry, Linda. (laughs) No problem. We're going to talk to you about how to RPG like a girl. Because we're good at that. Because that's the only way we know how. (laughs) I mean... So I thought we would start off maybe with getting into how each of us uh, got into role-playing, because it wasn't something I got into until after college. Um, so Why don't you start us off then? Well, okay, I can do that. Um, since you bring it up. Since I bring it up. Uh, I actually, um, normally there's sort of a, a set way that someone gets into, you know, RPG. Sometimes they'll start with, maybe a, a video game online, uh, MMO, and then maybe they'll graduate to tabletop, and from tabletop maybe they'll go to salon, and then after salon maybe they'll try that LARPing thing where you hit people with foam bats in the woods. I did everything backwards. Uh, she walked into the woods backwards. It was crazy. <laughs> she had the bow over her shoulders. So Never funny. saw anything like it before in my life. <laughs> so uh, really, though, uh, Forest of Doors was your first? Yes. Um, I was in college at the time, and one of my friends who lived next door had been trying for about two years to actually get me to go play Solar, which I wasn't too sure about, you know. He was trying to explain the rule system to me, and I didn't quite understand what was going on. And so one night, um, I actually had gone out with my friends um, to the other side of campus, and they introduced me to uh, a a lovely friend of mine, that uh, was working on things because there was a FOD event, uh, I believe, the next weekend. And she was getting ready for it. One of our many crafters in the community, I'm imagining. One of imagining. our many crafters, yes. She she took one look at me and said, do you want to be a princess? I can I can give you a corset and make you a skirt out of my curtain. And uh, we put together my very first LARP character that night. You and I are very different people. If somebody had said that to me, I would have thrown something at them. When I was buying my first guitar, I was at uh, Guitar Center, and I was looking at some very nice fenders, and the guitar salesman just really was convinced that I had no business being there and tried to sell me a a, a sparkly pink Dan Electro. I got very, very angry and did not purchase a guitar from them. So that's the the guitar equivalent of saying, do you want to be a princess? Dan Electros are great guitars. It's the fact that he had to give me the sparkly pink one. Oh, Murphy, how did you get started in this hobby? Well, I've actually already told the story, so I'll uh, go over it very briefly. When we were kids, I was at my best friend's house, and her older brother had a uh, the old box edition of uh, AD&D, and we did not know what it was. We thought it was fucking shoots and ladders or something. So we had it. We it had a map in it and some little tokens. So we were trying to figure out how to play. We we really didn't quite get it. We didn't read enough, and none of us knew anybody who did role playing. Despite the fact that we basically LARPed, we had. I made a lot of rules for I play pretend all the time. I was usually Bowser because we played Mario, play pretend. But anyway, <laughs> we we just didn't really quite understand it. We heard of LARPing a little while later, and we heard of Dungeons and Dragons, uh, where I'm from. That's considered a uh, very um, satanic thing to do, country. So it was a you know, Dungeons and Dragons was kind of dangerous and weird and for other people. So I didn't actually start gaming until I was in college. I played a few. Tried to play a few games with people. The sessions never ran that long. Tables fell apart. I first started playing seriously about 11 years ago with a group here in Atlanta, um, Never After, who I've mentioned before, Never After RPG. I played a character for three years named Mr. Bronzecoat, who I loved. He was a clockwork nanny from Victorian England. 
and it was um, a ton of fun. I really love the role-playing aspect. I actually was present at the very first five game, but I didn't have a good time. Um, I did, Once again, didn't quite get the project until many years later when I started LARPing again, uh, now about four years ago, and it's actually how I met the folks here at Polyhedron and here in the room. Oh, and I didn't mean to cut you off if you want to talk about how that first fall event kind of rolled oh, into the yeah, rest yeah. of... I, I'm sorry. No, no, it's fine. I, I, Kelly, oh, you're the patriarchy. It's fine. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so after I actually came in, um, my very first game was a war day, which despite, you know, the imminent but impossible character complete death, um, I actually think is a pretty good way to kind of ease into it, because you only have to play your character for half a day. Trial by fire. Trial by fire. That too. Um, and it, then I got to I got to monster for the other half of the game, and that was fun, you know, and it, I was able to interact with the people on an out-of-play basis as we were getting dressed up and everything, and so I got to meet people in the community. Um, strangely enough... Community, uh, not cult, we swear. <laughs> strangely enough, um, Matt was actually at the very first game that I was at, but we didn't interact because he was at the front of the line, and I was at the back of the line, desperately trying not to die. But we interacted. <laughs> but, but <laughs> Kelly and I interacted, yes. That's uh, how you guys met. Yes. Yes, actually. Cool. Um, and um, after that, um, I, had pl I had played a couple of games, and I was invited by Scott, actually, to come help him with a changeling one shot where I was going to, I didn't need to know the rules because I was playing the bad guy. I was being a true fae. <laughs> so I could just do whatever the heck I wanted. So was that a, a salon game or was that a. Yeah, that was a salon game. Um, I have actually played tabletop where there was an in, where there were a couple of NBCs at the table. It was really a nod to people who didn't want to play, but they wanted to be involved. So I was just curious if it was that or playing them. No, the no, it was, it, cool. was, it was a salon uh, one shot. And then after that, Matt asked me to be part of his Exalted group, which was a game that lasted seven years. <laughs> it was great for most of it. <laughs> for most of it. Um, and so, yeah, I, I basically went about it all backwards. Still haven't really done any of the MMO stuff online. I don't really have time for that because I have a full-time job. Um, and I still, you know, LARP and everything. So, uh, but, yeah, that's basically, I, I did everything backwards. <laughs> <laughs> All right, youngins. Well, uh, I'm a second-generation nerd. Uh, my parents played D&D, and I often wanted to join them because it looked like so much fun. What they would do is they would only be able to get together with their... Uh, friends about once every couple months so they would come over a Friday night um, spend the night and we would like go out to Chinese food that night then we'd start they'd start to play they'd set it up um, they'd have oh gosh temple of elemental evil <laughs> Ooh, so I've been reading the 5e of that uh, you know the elemental evil um, game adventure that was released recently it looks like a lot of fun so it, it was, was cool. second edition or second edition yeah. full of Thacko for uh, those of you who know what that means oh gosh <laughs> It's how it's how I learned how to hate math. But anyway, um, so I always wanted to participate <laughs> because literally, oh, I'm trying so hard not to make a terrible joke right now, ladies night. We're bad at math. We're bad at math. I really went bad at math. These we're, two are much better at it. We're actually just fine at math. <laughs> we we actually just tell. We, Says the woman with math tattoos. Shh, I don't want people to recognize me in the real world. <laughs> I don't want to know I do this stuff. I'm closeted little Gant Larper. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, it would be it was basically a whole weekend <laughs> event that they would do D and D. It was a potluck, and, and there'd be lots of breaks, but... Whole weekend uh, D&D sessions, eh? Eh? I'm staring at Linda because she runs a game that Kelly and I both play, and then we, that, we, that we really like. And, I, yeah. It would be a great time to do it. <laughs> um, so anyway, years and years of me badgering as a noxious little kid. Like, I went in, I went in, I went in. Finally, I got to play, um, I think I'm 11. I'm still in elementary school. Still don't really have the attention span for it. And my dad is kind enough to roll me the most obnoxious character ever. Um, what did you play? Why I played a tri-class delf. Tri-class. Wait, tri-class. Tri-class. Okay. I was fighter, mage, and uh, thief. Wow. So in second ed, multi-class oh spellcaster in second ed at eleven, huh? It was awful. Did you have a bad time, or were you bad at it? No, no, no. I was bad at it. Okay. <laughs> I had no attention span. They were very kind. Um, they would go into to long talks about what's going on. Combat lasted forever. I would run into the other room and turn on the NES. Play some Mario. Come Go back see in. if my guy's doing well at Mario. That doesn't <laughs> exist in this fantasy world. Come back in and be like, are we done rolling dice yet? Can we actually do something else? 
Yes, we're we are now walking through the woods, Kelly. Oh, okay, great. So yeah, that's how I got started. Um, my mom actually is the one in the family who bought the Vampire the Masquerade book. Ooh. Oh God, which I abducted, stole from her as a moody teenager because that's what we do, uh, or that's what I did. Uh, and uh, kind of just progressed from there for more tabletop. Uh. Let's see. Yeah, eventually I met Scott, got into other games that weren't run by my parents, uh, which was much better all around. Uh, and from there, slowly evolved into LARPing. My first uh, salon LARP was at Dragon Con. Uh, it was a... We all played the Antediluvians. Oh, so um, you were playing Vampire. Yeah, we were playing Vampire. I had no idea. I didn't know anything about it. I was... Bali. Uh, I had no idea what that meant. It I was, still don't uh, know. I've played a little bit of Vampire. You've played quite a lot, right? More, but not as much as I like. Yeah, so I know um, you like it a lot because you do mention it from time to time. But basically they told me, as far as LARPing goes, oh, just act out whatever it is you're doing. So this one guy knows that I'm apparently a demon-worshipping uh, vampire, because that's what the Bali are, uh, comes up behind me, and he's doing this elaborate arm thing as he's gesturing about how he's going to stake me in the back and kill me, which I do know I, I don't want to happen. So um, not really knowing what else to do, I literally just dodge under his arm and run away. <laughs> I spent 35 minutes hiding in the bowels of the of the Hyatt, uh, because that's where the LARP was run, uh, and eventually came back out when one of the other players found me um, and explained to me that it was okay because one of the other players who knew what the hell was going on basically got in the way and took the blow and did the rock, paper, scissors. Um, mm. Yeah. Well, hide and go seek is fun. Hide and go seek is you fun. Linda, sorry. It is. Well, no, I was, um, you probably have about as much vampire... Uh, You've been present for every game of Vampire I've ever played. And you have... Uh, really? Yeah. I did not know that was new for you. Yeah, um, the the latest game that we played for a little while was my foray into it. I would like to go back, maybe, and play that character in a different venue. Um, it just... It, it, for the listeners, it wasn't the best venue, um, so we just kind of... We weren't having fun. This actually brings mm. up... You, you bring up something I, I do find interesting, and... Um, so different games, even um, you know, there's table culture, it, it, tabletop games, but it's really more pronounced when you get into LARPs. Different LARPs have very different cultures when it comes to just kinds of things people find ex uh, acceptable and kinds of things people expect. And I think one of the problems with that venue, the game itself was a lot of fun, but there was a huge amount of players that came in without much, without a whole lot of STs. Yeah, there. So, I believe there were only two at, at most. Uh, yeah, there was one and an assistant. Um, yeah, one and, and an assistant, and there were thirty players. Uh, yeah, Ooh. at least. So there was too many players, not enough S STs, and there were a lot of people who were old guard vampire players who played a whole lot yes. and uh, were used to a very high-powered game. There were people like us who were new to it, and you know my tabletop experience has mostly been very gritty, with the exception of Exalted. So and there were a lot of us, so there was a little bit of a clash between us there. It wasn't like mean or anything; it was just different expectations. Yeah, and so you know. Being the responsible players that we were, we realized we weren't having fun and stopped playing. Because <laughs> if you, what you do, actually, really? I actually always had a great time at the game for what it's worth. But yeah, it was. It, I just recognized that there were too many of us, and um, since I wasn't, I wasn't contributing to it to the game. That's a lot of us kind of left. My one piece of advice to anybody that does role playing is go where your fun is. Go where your fun is, but also do pay attention to the culture of the game you're in. Well. Um, so, you know, we have people who come into FOD who are used to game Forest of Doors, which is a, a lightest touch system. We have people come in who are from games that are more full contact, and they go away disappointed because they don't know, or, you know, nobody tells them, explains that to them until they get there, that, no, we're not really all about wailing on each other, or even about a lot of, you know, the physical contact stuff. It does happen, but, you know, we're a little more laid back about that. There's some games where... People are a lot more in your face or do a lot more PvP. So if that's what you want, that's great. Go to that game. If it's not what you want, find a game that doesn't do it because you'll have a miserable time. I would hate to go to a PvP game. So Anyway, yeah, I think that was actually, to rant a little more, probably why I didn't have a whole lot of fun the first time I tried LARPing. I did not really understand what it was about. So, back to Kelly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I should probably get to LARPing. Mm -hmm. uh, well, okay, so I did Salon LARP. Um, I never really enjoyed it that much. I, I mostly played characters that were there because I wanted to be with my friends, but not really 
participating that much because rock paper scissors is kind of dumb. Um, sorry, <laughs> that's just my how I feel I like about card it. Pulse. I played a game. The card pulse. I played a game of Mage. One game of Mage that I really liked and wished I had had better time management and got been able to keep playing it because it was a great group of people and we did card pulls and it was a lot of fun. I actually had a thought about doing a a, a system based on off the tarot. And people would have. I would like to go to that there. That would be fun. I, I'm still working on it, 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 but I had an idea. I will for help. That. <laughs> um, yeah, but anyway, I'd always heard about LARPing. It always seemed really, really interesting. I had a uh, friend who moved away. Uh, he joined joined Navy, and he's like, "No, Kelly, you don't understand. Uh, when I get back, we are going to do this LARPing thing together. It sounds incredible." And I'm like, "All right." And I've tried to explain to Scott, and he's like, "Oh gosh, going out in the woods. Ah, oh, no AC. That sounds awful." And Oh, no. Scott is an indoor kitty. He is an indoor kitty. But he uh, he went to a game. Uh, it was a summer game. He swore he would never do it again because it was July in, in Georgia, which was, is miserable. Was it a primitive? Uh, no, it wasn't a primitive, but it was still July in Georgia. It was a uh... primitive this July. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he didn't have a fun time. I had a great time. I thought it was wonderful. I got to hit people with my, I played a goblin with a giant screw, uh, that popped out of the great clock tower. Um, cause I wanted a really identifiable weapon. I wanted something unique. And even though I had a really hard time, like come and get an idea of what to do with my first character, it was still great. And I kept trying to get him to go back. And finally he did come back and find a character that fit with his niche. And then we haven't really stopped LARPing, buffer LARPing, since then. You know, having a character you really identify with early on probably does make a huge amount of difference. Playing a princess was obviously very satisfying for you. Yeah, well, um, I actually, strangely enough, I was very, very shy um, growing up and in college. You know, you'd think that'd be the time when you come out of your shell, but I was still very shy but that actually playing that playing that princess actually brought me out of my shell because one of the um in in the force door system there is a trait you get called charisma and you you have to talk if you want to use your trait so i actually had to learn how to speak in front of crowds if i wanted to use my mechanics <laughs> and it, it helped a lot actually i had a similar experience i'm also a naturally shy person and yeah, playing a game where you can say ballsy things that you wouldn't normally say with no stakes. I'm not going to get fired if I tell off this person. Gave me a lot more courage in real life, too, because I got to practice doing it. Uh, yeah, so exactly how I got into Force Adore specifically, <clears throat> there was a group um, at K KSU, Kennesaw State University, which is where I was going at the time, of... Um, like uh, nerds, basically nerds and geeks that would hang out upstairs. What did you call yourselves? Uh, oh God, I think at the time we were sword. You were uh, students who occasionally <laughs> rolled dice. Um, that is adorable. I think it was... <laughs> yep. But so I was, I never actually participated with the group because I was very shy as as well. Surprise. Uh, but I would watch them and listen. And watch it. And there was this one girl who kept trying to pull me in, wanting me to be engaged. I'm just really, really hesitant. I'm like, I don't know if I want to go in the woods with these people for like a whole weekend. And finally, she convinced me because it was a primitive event at Red Top, which was like 10 miles from my house. So I was like, okay, fine. If I have a miserable time, I'll be able to leave. I convinced my best friend to go with me, who did have a miserable time. Aww. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, but, uh, we, I had a great time. Scott <laughs> had an okay time. The next event was bad for him. Um, but yeah, that's how I got stuck in Forest Doors. <laughs> stuck. stuck, 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 stuck forever in Boffer LARPing. So, <laughs> actually, question has just popped into my head. Um, what is like? We've talked about our our, our first first you know experiences. What kind of stands out as one of your favorite, like one of your favorite things that you remember? It doesn't have to be LARPing necessarily, but in a, a role play sense. Um. <laughs> okay. Um, I did, uh, me and my best friend are very close. Um, we met, we met at my 16th birthday party. I make a, a joke to this day <laughs> that she was my 16th birthday gift. Um, <laughs> uh, so we are very Aww. close and we played World of Warcraft. Uh, as did everybody. Uh, and at one point... What's we... your current World of Warcraft character's name, Kelly? No, go ahead. Sorry. Tell the story. <laughs> Are you sure you want to send me an email about World of Warcraft? <laughs> no, no emails. No emails. Delete. Delete. 
<laughs> okay, so um, we we actually played on a role playing server, Earth and Ring, um, and we uh, tried to do the role playing thing. We actually role played inside our little guild, and our characters fell in love, and we had an actual in game wedding. And I know it's the dorkiest thing ever, but it was super sweet and awesome, and nobody could take that away from me. <laughs> Can't take that away. <laughs> Murphy? How about you? I'm trying to think. Um, actually, it mine is actually kind of funny. Um, and it's just, it's, I actually don't know, and I pose the question, I don't know if it's my favorite, but it, it, it always pops into my head when I, when I think about, um, like, going out and, and being with this group of people that I role play with. I had just started dating Matthew at the time. And which, by the way, this one across the table from me, Kelly, <laughs> totally set me up with my husband. It worked out. Yeah, it worked out. <laughs> it was just really funny. If I hadn't started LARPing, I wouldn't have met my husband. Go figure. Um, but we had just started dating, and I was interacting in play with a another character who... In play connotations, he was trying... I was still playing the princess at the time. He was trying to become, like... Uh, guardian wasn't the word. I, I, yeah, he was basically trying to become my knight. And I I didn't want that in play anymore. So I was relieving him of his duties. And while we're having this super intense, you know, role-play moment between the two of us, I just I keep seeing Matthew's character walk by time and again. Because we're having this super intense moment... And I'm pretty sure in the back of his head, Matthew was just like, what's going on? What are you doing over there? What's going on? And it's just, I just, I relieve you of your duties. Matthew walks by. What? <laughs> so, 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 so you're single now, princess? <laughs> Which our characters were never involved in, in, in that capacity. We actually, that's something... Um, in-play relationships are very interesting and very tricky. They are. The only in-play relationship that I have had... With my husband. Um, you may be able to hear. I'm not sure. There's I, some uh, screaming I, from the patriarchy in the next room. Yes, <laughs> not, I'm not sure how much that's coming through on the mic to you guys out there in podcast land. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, but they're, I think they're not calling for help. It's fine. It, you don't it's need to fine. call the police. They're okay. It's fine. Um, I've lost my train of thought. Uh, we were talking about, uh, you, were, you were talking about relieving your uh, relationships. Night of duties in, in, in game, game relationships. In-game relationships. In relationships is I've only had one in-game relationship with one of his characters, and that's with a pair of characters that we're playing now. Most of the time, um, we... Which is a delightful in-play relationship that <laughs> most makes time, people happy. Yeah, most of the time, uh, we just do our own thing. We have our own characters and our own stories. But, you know, if... That's up to people... A personal, it's a personal decision whether or not you want to have... If you're playing a game with your sniffing other... If you want to have an in-play relationship with your significant other, or if you have a significant other, other, and having an in-play relationship with somebody who's not your significant other, that's when it gets tricky. But we don't need to get into that too much now, unless y'all really want to. I just <laughs> talk to the all parties involved to make sure everybody's okay with it before going through with any in-play relationship, because not everybody is. It can be a problem. Um, we, we, everybody, I think, in the LARP community has seen it happen. Mm -hmm. So. But there's also a lot of uh, room for uh, friendships as well, not just relationships. Friendships and enemieships is, uh, can be very interesting. So when I first started LARPing, I knew some people who ran one of the games, but I didn't know anybody else who played, and they weren't around a lot. So I was basically by myself and terrified of these 80 new people I'm around. Um, so uh, Kelly played a character, a, uh, a Shinigami, who was very cold and also had uh, kind of stabbed me once in play so I kind of held it against her for a long time but she was also very stony and seemed very cruel and I was very shy so I didn't interact with these people out of play once or for a very long time so you know that was kind of my impression of her and then I started playing a different character that got on well with that character and we're very good friends our friendships 
in play are very different than our friendships in real life or as our other characters. On that note, I distinctly remember going to, I think it was a FOD game, mm-hmm. and we were taking you Yes, down. you guys took me. That was the first time we ever talked. Yep, and you're um, like, wow, you're not nearly as bitchy as Ohisa, which was the Shinigami horrible character. I usually call people that. You probably didn't say the word bitchy. I didn't. But it was... I didn't. I said you're not nearly as cold as Murahisa. I'm sure I didn't say bitchy. Murahisa. <laughs> Murahisa is what I call her character now. It's not names. her name. Yes. That, that's her character in Fractured, by the uh, way. I, yes, I changed names and became human and had an excuse to shed the, the cold demeanor because after two and a half years, it was less fun. Yes, uh, I, I do find that what I play influences how I feel. I don't like to play characters that are sad. Like Even if something in play happens that would make me sad, I usually find a reason to not play sad because pretending to be sad makes me sad. I actually... One of the reasons why I um, I actually retired my princess, I think a little early, or she was just, just at retirement, um, I didn't like playing the diplomacy game anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually was draining me on an out-of-play level, and so I was not having fun with that character anymore, and I had to, I finally had to take the moment and go, I need to put her away, yeah. because it's, it's, I feel a sense of dread when I'm trying to get ready for game, and that's not what I want to feel. I don't, yeah. I don't want to like be, it. Yeah, I don't want to be worried. I want to go to forget my worries. <laughs> I've even found that in tabletop too. I played a character. I uh, was a coachman mushrooms for. I played a lot of very whimsical games where you play really weird characters, who uh, was just a downer. Kind of a, in play, it was, it was an accident. She didn't want to, it didn't want to be a downer, but I would just say things that were terrible. And uh, one time I killed a whole uh, grove full of fireflies by just telling them that it didn't matter if they were dancing, they were going to die anyway. <laughs> and uh, I had to roll a uh, social roll on them and it killed them all. And I was like, after the game, I was like, this gives me a bad attitude. Playing this asshole gives me a bad attitude. I'm not going to play total assholes ever again. <laughs> well, that kind of segues nicely. So what was your favorite or most memorable character? The one that still stays with you? Oh, geez. Well, I have a few. What was your first favorite, most memorable character? First- chronologically. First favorite, well, I'm, I'm, it's a toss up because I'll all, like, even now I, I get people that remind me of, of my princess, my Annalyn was her name. Um, and because that was how a lot, that's how I met a lot of the people in this group of, uh, of people. I'm saying people too much. <laughs> That's how I met a lot of uh, a lot of these um, nerds. Nerds <laughs> in this group, um, they met me through the lens of Annalyn, which, granted, at that point was the very first character I'd ever had. So it was me dialed to like eleven <laughs> with you know corsets on. So um, there's nothing wrong with role playing the fantasy that you love that you want to be. <laughs> So I, Avatarism I, can be really fun. Yes, uh, she was ba- she was very much an avatar, um, especially in the beginning. Um, and then I found out that I actually was good at shooting a bow, and that was really cool. Uh, so <laughs> I actually still hear about it occasionally. Yeah, so I, I, I never started playing. I've only met this character once, because she came back as a cameo after retiring, but I've still heard a lot about her from people. So yeah, I, I I'm gonna have to go with her as my first favorite because she was my intro into the the world of of LARPing and um I have a lot of good memories with her because people in the, my friend group will remind me of all the, the the good memories I had with her cool badass things you got to do and mm-hmm. yeah I actually shot an arrow through a hula hoop once that That's cool. it, it had been tossed in the air um one of my friends literally had thought I was going to use one of my um skill calls mm-hmm. to to do Did it you trick shot I did not actually have trick shot. Okay. I just did it. I don't it think anybody's ever actually used that. But yeah. I actually, I just did it. I was That's like, awesome. Pull, and she tossed it in the air, and I just shot right through it, and Christine's mouth dropped open. I was like, ta-da. <laughs> <laughs> um, first favorite, oh, geez. I, mean, I have three favorite characters. I get very attached to characters. I actually don't make characters to be throwaway because I get super attached um, after just a couple of sessions, whether it's tabletop or uh, or LARPing, um, the uh, clockwork na- uh, the clockwork mechanical man, Mr. Bronzecoat, um, was the first character I ever played very seriously, and I played him for three years. The game ended the game ended very satisfactorily. It didn't peter out or anything. We actually had a very cool ending, but I still grieved for a week after that because I just missed having that character around. 
Um, I had another character who was a uh, alchemist who later realized alchemy was just uh, just magic and kind of lost his shit and uh, was a ton of fun. Also played that character for about three years, had a satisfactory ending, still still miss that person, and uh, Miss Pitch Black, of course, is a character I play in um, Fractured, uh, one of the Boffer LARPs we play, a performer, and uh, that was the character by which I met all these lovely people that are in the Polyhedron group, and um, the Friends and Family Polyhedron, and that character's a lot of fun, very near and dear to my heart, so, um, uh, how about you? Yeah, I, I... Was it from the Sailor Moon game? It was not. I actually ran that game, and it was terrible. <laughs> uh, no, actually, um, I will never not have a, a, a place in my heart for Kiyomi, who is the, my D&D character, my very first character. That was your uh, your, your tri-class elf? My tri-class elf. Your... Um, I have a horrible picture that I drew to this day. I have to draw the character before I can make it. If I don't have a, a visual representation, really? I have a really hard time getting in the headspace. Interesting. Um, and I still have this awful picture. Um, she's got noodle arms because I'm a kid. I can't really draw that well yet. Um, and she just has like this giant ring because I was very, I was very proud of the fact that she had like a ring of fireball casting. And she has like a picture of her with the ring and this wand. And it, it's, I, I love it. I love it. I will never get rid of it. Um, my other favorite character, it's kind of my, my online gaming persona. Uh, is Tyranin. I just that that's my name. I use that name in every game that I play online. Yes. Uh, so it's, it's avatarism. It's pure avatarism. And Murasaki, which uh, was Ohisa and became Murasaki in my fracture in the fractured game. Uh, again, a very dangerous character. Uh, yes, uh, she's a. a will dance you to death. She is a, a dervish master, which is a a dance a belly dancing. Uh, style of sword fighting uh it was so much fun and the character uh, basically once she well, she's had, gone through a huge arc yeah when once she completed her arc became human uh it was just me <laughs> we had so um I, I lost my first character and i was playing a a, a young character um named uh, daisy i was a swamp lawyer um and i was hanging out with the, uh, I think you were still Ohisa at the time, and I said some, I don't even remember what the joke was, but I said, you know, something ironic about our current situation, and, and really silly southern twang I put on for the character, and she takes it seriously, and I'm like, I was making a joke, don't you know how jokes work? And she's like, no, but I'm trying to learn. I'm like, oh no, I made fun of the retarded kid, I'm so sorry! <laughs> well, I feel like I should name more characters, because I only did one, and you guys did a couple. Go ahead. We get attached, you know. I, I do too. It's just, um, I mean, I I still I, I still love Zephyr. That was I was actually gonna bring up Zephyr. I, I I love that character. The moment when you uh when you hit the arrows when we were in that um the the God, I don't even know how to describe what the place was what the place was, um, but anyway, uh, she hit a bunch of buttons. She hit a bunch of really important buttons with the arrows with the, with the charm at a really cool moment, and it was uh, neat. Zephyr is uh. Linda's character from the Exalted game that Matt ran for seven, seven years, years. Yes. that we mentioned earlier. But it was a good, it was a good Exalted game. Um, it was my first foray into tabletop LARP. Uh, Man, Exalted tabletop. is hard <laughs> mode on the first. Uh, that's your is a first tabletop game yes. too. But um, I had she was basically just my. It, I say throwaway character, and I don't mean throwaway as in I didn't care. I mean throwaway as in. I could do whatever I wanted with her because she was she was a air aspect and she was just all over the place. <laughs> I loved her so much because if it was like, oh, there's a there's a scary looking thing over there, let's go poke it. That was my poke it character. Uh, yes, you were definitely a yes. badass button pusher as that character, um, which they are a lot of fun to play. Yeah, I do find when I build in a certain amount of uh, happy go luckiness or just recklessness in characters, I have more fun. Mm -hmm. So uh, and. I actually, that's, there's a little bit of that recklessness in my my most current fractured character. Her name is Nymera, and she is a jewel crafter, and she's oh so fabulous, darling. Um, but she also has she she's got a lot of whimsy in her. So I'm sitting next to Linda's equipment actually, and she has <laughs> a shield here that has attached to the back of it a little case full of uh, of rhinestones and a uh, throwing dagger strapped to it. So that should give you an idea of what we're talking about for, for Nymeria. She is ready to make things fabulous or throw a dagger in your face. Or both. Or both. 
If I can't make you fabulous, then obviously you don't deserve to live. <laughs> also, um, one time a monster was attacking her, and she didn't have a weapon handy, but she had a little perfume atomizer she'd put a bunch of glitter in, so she just sprayed the guy, the monster in the face. Okay. In my defense, that was a knee-jerk reaction. It was fucking hilarious. <laughs> it was pretty funny. It and worked. He, he took it with... He was very good about that. He, he took it with some aplomb, but he did tell me that he was smelling colors, I think, later. Yes. <laughs> I am so sorry. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. It was really funny. I think it was worth it. <laughs> All right. So I think we pretty much hit on uh, games that we've played. What games we've run. Oh. Who wants to start this off? Uh, because, yes, in addition to playing, we also run games. Yes. Or have run games. I'm, I'm easy. I've only ever run and I'm still running a D&D game because uh, I just got into GMing. Um, I'm thinking of actually, I, I record the session so I can remember what the heck we did between each session. Um, but I was thinking I might edit them and put them up somewhere with a little, like, caveat. A lot of editing. Don't a, a lot of editing. Lot of editing. Yeah. <laughs> a little caveat at the end of, here's what I learned this week as a GM. My friends are jerks. <laughs> Lesson one, pacing. Um, pacing. Rooftop chases. Rooftop chases. All that good stuff. Um, How many I, sessions have we done? I'm not really good at keeping up with it. No, we've done like more than that. We've done like eleven now. Yeah, it feels oh, like wow. it's been like, yeah. eleven sessions. Uh, we only need once a month, if if that. We I try to get it once a month, but schedules conflict. Um, uh, we we might do an overnight session if people want to do that. I'm yeah. super duper into it. I I was tempted to have something like that for my birthday, but I didn't want to actually run a game because <laughs> I've had bad experiences. But before oh. we get to that. <laughs> So yeah, I, I'm running uh, the D&D Five Ed, um, which is actually I I find it to be a very it, I don't want to call it a simple system, but it's a, it's a really straightforward system. I would definitely and, put it in the medium category as far as rules go. I mean, it's not light at all, but it's no. Uh, it's you, not daunting, if your first game scary. is exalted. Yeah. One of them is doing your taxes while you run three businesses. That's exalted. Yeah. D&D <laughs> is you know checking off which sushi you want at the restaurant. Paper. Yeah. And it, it's got a really good set of supplement books that make it very easy for a newbie GM because um, I can just go in and look at the charts or I can see what they have. Um, I love the rules for uh, for randomly generating dungeons. Yes. I just love it. <laughs> like, also, there's a lot of online uh, mm -hmm. supplement things that you can do. It's where I've gotten most of the dungeons that they have crawled through is I'll just go to a, a, a random generator and then fiddle with it a little bit. <laughs> Um, so that is what I have run, am running. Um, I've actually not run a variety of games myself. I've run a game of Never After RPG that was, uh, it was called uh, The Island of Forgotten Monsters was my specific subsetting of the world. Everybody was kaiju, and they were, so, you know, they were Godzillas of, of varying stripes. One person was the magma cutioner. He was a lava guy. He was a uh, volcano that had been worshipped into existence as a person. And as soon as he was sentient, he was whisked off to this island that was a prison. We had another character who was morbid or the unliving. He was a ghost whose job was to ferry souls of the uh, living into the afterlife, except he got too zealous about it and destroyed his whole city. So that made him a monster. So basically everybody had these backgrounds of why they had become monsters and gotten sequestered on this island and them trying to find redemption and escape. Uh, I ran that game for about a year, reprised it briefly recently. Um, unfortunately, the table fell apart for that. But um, The only other games I've really run, I've run a few one-offs of 5th Ed, and would like to run more 5th Ed. And currently running the fun one? Well, hopefully. We'll be running. We just did character generation last night. So, we'll see. Um, Alright, so I'd always wanted to run, because I got to watch uh, my dad, who ran out of module books. And I'm like, eh, that doesn't seem much fun. But his friend, Jesse, would never use a module. And every time it was Jesse's turn to GM, um, this is at the D&D, um, suddenly a god would just, like, scoop us up and deposit us wherever we needed to be. And it's this totally new thing. There's no maps. There's no having to, like, wait and no combat around every corner. There's just weird exploration and open world. And it was great. And I'm like, I want to do that. So you really like the sandbox style of play? 
I do, but yes. not when it comes to video games. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. I don't like it. Well, okay, I don't say I don't like it in video games. I, but I, yeah, I, I love exploration in, in in tabletop. That's always the thing. No, yeah, I, I adore that. I do not, however, like getting lost in Skyrim for five hours because mm-hmm. I went off the road. Um, oops. <laughs> well, you know, okay. The difference is you can't say, "Hey, Skyrim, help me get back." You can be like. Yeah. Damn, I'm not having a lot of fun. Can I just roll a survival check to get back to what we're supposed to be doing? That is true. So, so I always thought it would be really fun. And my dad's like, oh, yeah, by the time we get to Lair of the Spider Queen, which is like the – you start in Temple of Elemental Evil, and there's a couple other modules. And the last one, when you're level 18 to 20, is Lair of the Spider Queen, where it's loth and it's it's full of drow. I was super excited about drow. Um, Said no one ever until now. <laughs> uh, so he's like, oh, you'll be able to do that? I'm like, that sounds like fun. Never happened. As far as I know, they're still in the Temple of Elemental Evil because Dad's very by the book, and Jesse just scoops everybody up. And you're making me picture the uh, community episode, the community D and D episode, the first one, the first D and D one they did where Abed ran a game. It's uh, yeah, I'm not I'm very similar. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Um, so the first time I actually tried to run a game um, was the Sailor Moon RPG. I'm 18 years old. I had just acquired said book. I am very excited. Um, I think it's a slumber party. I have my friend. I have my best friend over. So I have wait, my wait, other wait, best wait. friend. You're saying you had a slumber party where you played Sailor Moon RPG? Yeah, nerd. Was, it, was there was there, was there pillow fighting and I don't know. That just that sounds very very stereotypical. <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry. <laughs> we we literally just stayed up. We ate pizza. All right. Oh, and there was Surge. There was lots of Surge. Okay. No, I think we actually tried. You know, I think when I was a late teenager, we actually tried to play some tabletop over um uh, at slumber parties as well. Again, we were just bad at it. <laughs> yeah, it was it was fun, um, but it never really came together again. So that didn't happen. I think a few years later, I tried to run uh, Kindred of the East, which uh, if you like vampire. Uh, <laughs> is that a is that a van, is that a wad book? Is that, I've, I've it's never heard of it. It's a dark, darkness book. It's basically vampire um, in Asia. Uh, Asia. Ooh. So it's really great. You need like a background and like Asian history and religion and to get it all. It's really freaking complicated. And the my first thing was like I'm gonna take the first game. So this is you coming out of hell and re- getting your second life, coming back to life. This is gonna be awesome. And I, Why my best friend just refused to accept how to get out of hell. And I'm like, I can't uh, progress. Adversarial table. I cannot progress the game. It's like when you have a half-elf in your party hell. that just is opposed at every turn. And I don't, she wasn't doing it intentionally. I, but I was just, I was so frustrated. I, the game stopped and I just, I never ran it again. And You know, I actually had a, a very good friend of ours, somebody we've mentioned earlier today, was actually playing in my uh, Monsters game for all of two games. But she played a character that was just so off-putting as a monster. Ed, she quit the game because she couldn't handle it. the scheduling didn't work out. But I was going to have to get her to play a different character because it was just so adversarial. It was making, again, giving me a bad attitude. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I've just I haven't had a really good experience. Uh, the last time I tried to run a game was Buffy the role-playing game, uh, which actually is a very good system. I enjoyed it. Um, it's a little. It, it's not as and it wasn't as uh, Nargrati as uh, World of Darkness, the Kinder of the East game. What system is the uh, Sailor Moon game? I'm actually a little bit curious. I've never seen it. So uh, It's Big Eyes, Small Mouth. I don't know what that means. You were uh, saying it before, and uh, I wanted to ask, but I wanted to wait till we were on the air. Uh, Tristat. Um, so you have uh, you have body. I'm trying to remember because it's been a while. It's body, spirit, and mind. Okay, yeah, I've played um, games that use that setup. So yeah, you have three you, big stats, and you have so you can have skills, whatever well, underneath. Yeah, you have like a power level between one and five, and you put. The it sounds in like that. it's. Uh, I actually, I still have. <laughs> I still have cards from the Sailor Moon card game. Yep, very similar. They do this. They do the same system. Is they, Big Guy Small Mouth a thing people say? Uh, yeah, it's the the name of it. It's the uh, name it's, of the system. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, it's okay. Like, it's not a description. That's just that's not slang. That's actually what the system's yeah, called. It's um, gotcha. Yeah, it's like anime GURPS. I want to play an anime game and before Exalted. Mm-hmm. So. And you don't have to play GURPS. Hooray! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never actually played GURPS, but yeah. Um. Yeah, and then Buffy the Game was the last one, and Matt was actually one of my players for that, and I I I basically felt railroaded. I I, I really have a hard time. Wait, you as no. the GM felt? Oh yes, I know what you mean. So especially then, like I could probably do a better game now. Uh, I can know that I know how to say no and be like, uh, uh, stop that. You don't know everything. Don't try and rules lawyer me. 
your character is dead. Rocks fall. Rocks Game fall. Over. <laughs> I, I know how you feel. Far, I, I hate GM baiting, and I hate it when it happens to me, but it's... It is very difficult, especially if you are playing a game with people who have very forceful personalities at the table. Um, running a game like that can be difficult. I actually get terrible stage fright whenever I GM because I want people to have a good time, but I don't want to be pushed around. Balancing the two is tricky. Yeah, I, I basically had four... Well, I had two very railroady personalities in that game and, and two others that were just... Enthusiastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I've so, been on the receiving... Oh, go ahead. Oh no, um, I was. Um, I'm sorry you haven't had a good time <laughs> with GMing, but you should run us a game. I, I well, I was supposed to run Ponies of Amber, but that's that never true. I'm not playing that. <laughs> but it's Amber. Amber sounds terrible. Amber is delightful. I've, I've never actually read it. I've only heard been told about it. Oh, Everything I, I've been told I, makes me think I would hate it, but you know, I'm, I, I, I only read the first book. There's a synopsis. It, all you really need to know is there's no dice. That's bullshit. Is wonderful for me, because I can't roll to save my life, except for... A you just drop the dice and the numbers on it! You are bad at math! <laughs> I told you! <laughs> I need to get your dice blessed, I swear. This this girl, uh, Kelly, with her dice that continually seemed to hate her, I could understand when you were using the Cthulhu dice, but then you switched, and it was still bad. So, uh, <laughs> I, I play a game that uh, uses all six-sided dice, and I have a huge bucket of just weird dice in my house, and people were using them once. Somebody kept rolling really badly, and I looked, and they had a game that had one, two, three. They had one of the die. One of the dice had one, two, three, one, two, three on it. Like, oh, no wonder you're rolling bad all the time. No, Real one. Yeah, that has all the right sides. I've checked. But what I was gonna say is that um, off of off of the the GMing thing, a um, little bit more prickly subject. Has there been a, an RP uh, moment slash game that you did not enjoy? Oh. You don't have to name any names. No names. I'm not naming names. Um, yeah. Uh, one which took place in the game and was nobody else's fault. Um, well, no. Uh, <laughs> well, no. <laughs> All right. It was, uh, it was apparently bad miscommunication, but it was a, a very, very high-tension, stressful thought event. Um, lots of retirements were supposed to be going off. It was... Um, the the soldiers um oh yes yeah right before lava day yep uh, oh that yep yeah you know what i think we all can agree that that was bullshit yeah it was uh, we were fighting obsidian soldiers and apparently there was miscommunication so all the prep work that everybody had done beforehand to get everybody charged and prepared and buffed um so you're at your peak and you're ready for this long arduous fight because we all knew that's what it was going to be went away um, so all of that was dropped. I was playing a buffer character at the time, uh, Adana. So I'm running around trying to, to call my spells on everybody to give them armor back again and to make their weapons good again. So they, and, ah, uh, it was, it was really stressful. We failed. Um, we failed miserably. I would say almost, we failed miserably. We didn't lose the game forever. We didn't lose the game forever, but we, we failed and... And in it a, was literally out of play crying. In a in a I heroic died. in a heroic fantasy game, you don't want to just have your players outright fail. It's okay if they have to struggle a lot, but in my opinion, if you're running a heroic fantasy game, make them struggle a lot, but eventually they get there somehow. I prefer outright failure to pirate victory most of the time. We, um, we'll have to disagree on that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't mind the struggle. Like for a good part of it, I thought like. This is gonna be good. We're I gonna actually come really enjoy that particular time. fight. Uh, I was one of the few people who had a good time in it, but um, I was also kind of off on a side mission. But um, the, the, I mean, I still got fucking rolled. But the minute everything dropped, and like all that hard work, all the hours that we did of prepping yeah. our spells, of casting to to give people armor, and we equipped everybody's weapon, gone. It's just. And just desperately trying to do that, and running around, trying to get that all recast on as many people as I can on that five minute, five to fifteen minute walk down to the field, yeah. or down to the barracks in this case. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. I remember the madness fight. Madness fight. I don't think I was. Around you were that. you were Romantica at the madness fight. I was the inspector. Oh. <laughs> Romantica. <laughs> 
sorry. Um, no, that so, fight was just hilarious for me. Be, uh, that fight was good because we thought we were going to just outright fail, and then we managed to pull it back together. That That's a heroic victory that I like to see. It, that fight was hard on me because I was the last person standing. Literally, I was the only person standing. Everybody around me was caged or bleeding to death. I had no more healing doses, no way to heal anybody. I couldn't fight any of the enemies because they were all out of... Uh, they were all mechanically unreachable by what I could do. So they were just fucking with me while my friends were all around me dying or unable to move and speak. It was awful until we were until somebody pulled some heroics and was able to save us all, but then yeah. we were able to fight it, fight our way out of it. But it, was, it, was, it was it was cool. It was but cool, but it was it was it funny hurt. to me because Matt's character and this is this is the one where we're we're playing a, a couple. Um Matt's character had gotten himself into shenanigans a, 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 yes, little, he had. a little while beforehand, and so he oh, he plays a huge he plays a huge fighty character, and he couldn't do Jack Diddley because he was he had to like we had to kill his character and then bring him back, and so he's sitting there, and when, once they pulled the heroics out, he came like back full strength, but he's just sitting there going. <laughs> we had to make sure that. that he couldn't uh, couldn't betray get get a betrayal effect and kill everybody. Yeah, yeah it was still a Donna then. I remember that now. Were you Adonna? Adonna? No, you were a yeah, I was Adonna. Were you? Yeah, because we were we were together for a long time. We were on the ground. I'd be like, it's not real. It's not real. It's not real. You yeah. okay? Huh? Okay. I even told you the, the the really silly joke I got from Jamie. The like, one fish, uh, two fish are swimming through the water. One of them looks at the other and says, "The water's nice today." And the other fish looks back and says, "What's water?" <laughs> that was. This. Yep. No. Um. Yeah. I have a played right. so many characters. I have to break up time by what character I am. At that is kind of a, a marker for life. Um, so what was your worst uh, time, either tabletop or LARPing? Okay, this was also FOD, um, but I was playing Princess Animal at the time, and um, we were going, to, we were having to run to go save the Ruined Cloister, which is the NPC kind of little town of the Realm of Castles, which is where the princesses and the knights are from. Um, and we... I think the Tiger Legion, which is a group of... They, there was this group that had come in from another one of the worlds, had just come in, and I could not get them to fight. Like, they were, they were there to observe, and they were some of the best fighters in town, and I could not get them to fight, even when the marshal's going, you see it going up in flames, and everything's burning, and there's people dying all around you, and I was just like, that was a conflict with, a, with other players, I mean, it was stressful in play because of what was happening with the NPCs, but it was stressful in play and out of play because I'm like... Because they weren't being team players. They weren't being team players, and it was like, oh, God, you're seeing what I am seeing. What the hell are you doing? I, I cried so much that night as that, as, that, as that character because literally the, the, it burned in front of my eyes, and I couldn't do anything to save it, and I'm just like... I hated, hated's a very strong word. I was very upset with the Tiger Legion for months after that. <laughs> I understand. That was before my time, but I, I know the attitude you're talking about. Um, but that was all in play. I think, unfortunately, on an out-of-play level, the, the game that I have that I least enjoyed was one, it was a, a um, it's not multi-genre, isn't the right word, it, it was a World of Darkness game um, that was a, a parlor LARP where you could play a changeling, a werewolf from Forsaken, or um, a mage. And it was run in someone's house, um, and it just... It was boring, I think, more <laughs> than anything the, else. almost the worst. It's almost. It, and, you know, I it was the second time I had tried to play this changeling character, because the first time I tried to play her, the game fell apart. Mm -hmm. And we just we just stopped playing after a while. And it sucks when you get really attached to a character and you want to keep yeah, playing, but you can't get the, the other people just won't do it. You're like, what? This is so fun! Why don't you guys want to do this yeah. fun thing? I, the, the particular issue with yeah. that game was the GM wanted to run a different game than the rest of its players. Oh, uh, yes. that Man, and that's one of the really tricky ones when it's the GM's the odd man out. Yeah. you know, they but, are running so, the show. I was trying to give this character a fighting chance to be a character and to, to be able to play her correctly. And it's just, it just, like, my interest in the game just fizzled out. Like, I knew when I stopped doing my downtimes, I was like, 
I don't even want to just, I just want to, I don't care. Yeah. I, I, that was when I was like, I gotta just stop going to this game because it's wasting my time. It's wasting their time. Uh, it's not a bad experience, but there is a, a game I've played, a, a Salon game I've played some, and there's nothing I don't like about it. But I'm just never that excited. I never, I've never, I, well, I would never remember to do my my downtimes. It's, I don't know. I, it, it's not a terrible experience. It's, I guess maybe Salon's just not my thing. But, um, but so, it was kind of like I'm, just, I'm not, I'm not bored while I'm here. I just don't think about it. Yeah, Salon. I think the setting's I, great. I, would, I love all the characters. So. I would argue that Salon is one of the harder venues to pull off because if you're in a LARP, you're outdoors, you can kind of, the the ability to, uh, you know, well, suspend your disbelief is easier because you're, you're in more it. more complete because, you know, I'm not stopping everything that's happening to let some random chance that's modified by, you know, some mechanics determine whether or not I win. It's my agent. You have more agency. I feel like that with Bopper. Yeah. And then tabletop is you're, you're in your own head yes. most of the time. You're immersed that way. So, I I honestly think that Salon is the hardest to kind of get right and to get into. Yeah, the very first Salon game I ever played was amazing. Like I said, that was the Mage game, and I wish I'd kept playing. But um, I, I've had a harder time just personally getting interested in Salon LARP, and I think that's part of why. Like, there's a lot that I like about it. Oh, I get to be in a cool costume, talking funny, and hanging out with my friends, and talking and and consen- consensus-based storytelling. That's all great. But yeah, I think it is that this may be because we're spoiled to the thir- the three day weekends of yeah. really intense immersion. That that may be part of the problem. That's that's my favorite drug now. Uh, oh I, yeah, I love it. Um, for me, it's the, the the times I've really been unhappy with with table with any kind of um, role play gaming is almost always come from adversarial uh, relationships between players. Not so much adversarial GM versus players. That has been a problem before. Uh, I tend to roll with that because the GM is in charge when I play. And it's like, no, the GM gets final say no matter what. I don't want a rules lawyer. I mean, sometimes I will because I'm a nerd, but it's uh, not something I, I really think about too much. But when there's players who are just constantly working at cross-purposes or being cruel on an out-of-play level, that's when I've been really unhappy. Or the... Uh, the person who always likes to tell you you're wrong and then repeat back exa- and then tell you the the correct thing, which is what you had just said... None of us have played with that guy. No, I know. All right. Uh, so it's, uh, looks like we're getting close to an hour point here. Maybe we should kind of wrap up on like a good note. So oh, okay. Yes. Uh, favorite things? Like just about RPG just, in general, or just, just yes. What do you enjoy? What is it that draws you to this hobby? That keeps you in? Makes you spend hundreds of dollars on these books, costuming, all the things. I love. I actually. I love crafting as my characters. I was gonna uh, not so much as my characters, but it's me for my characters. Yeah, and for, for my, my characters. Yeah, just making things for them, and maybe not so much the tabletop ones, but I even have made. You made I, those. Well, you made those crazy, those really cool drawings for our yeah, uh, I, 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 um, our uh, exalted game. I love drawing. Yeah, um, I'm not super. She, good she drew at all of our characters uh, interacting. And it was really, really neat. It was a big drawing. Roses. Yeah. I'm not as good as Kelly, but uh, I do like drawing, and um, I actually did make a cosplay. Like my very, I think it was my very first Dragon Con event. I made a cosplay of of my Zephyr character. I want to see that. That <laughs> sounds cool. We, we, we both did. Uh, she did Zephyr. I did uh, Sayuri. I would like to see that. I sure, we got pictures somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. And um, but yeah, I I love crafting and and interacting with that and and just making things for my character. That, I think that's my favorite thing, and it, it keeps me in, engaged and involved. Absolutely. Um. There's so many aspects to it that I love, and I find new ones out when I play new characters. I love the exploration both of the world that we're, or, or the story we're telling together, but also the things I get to try out. I uh, A couple of years ago started playing a gunslinger character, and I learned how to make these cool guns and learned a new hobby that I really like doing of metalworking. That's really fun. I've gotten um, – I like exploring – I meet these people who in real life I know and love, but we also explore different kinds of relationships and, and interpersonal you know, friendships and stuff in play. We are We act very different. And so we get to see different aspects of each other, and uh, I just like finding out new, fascinating things to get into. And LARPing has been, or not just LARPing, tabletop as well, has really been a great way for me to do that. I, I, I also, of course, love the roleplay aspect. I guess that's a big part of that. You get to explore more. It makes your life bigger. It's like reading books. You have more experiences from, from it. Mm-hmm. 
So I mentioned before that I have to draw my character to get into the headspace. So I've drawn a lot over the years. Just, <laughs> yeah. And you can tell my level of interest based on how much art I make on the game. On the Exalted game, I literally have like I think all of us have drawings pages, from that. Even I have a few. Multiple pages of, of art from Exalted, just like NPCs, actual PCs, um, different characters, just weird Yes. Um, mm -hmm. Same thing with the, oh gosh, uh, the Boffer Larpin makes it really easy too. Um, and it's just really inspiring and it just, I love it. I, I love doing that. I love spending time with my friends. I love this interactive story that we do together. It's it's truly one of my favorite things. And mm -hmm. sometimes the game wouldn't hurt me so much if I wasn't so massively invested and loved it so much. So. Well, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is how it is. Um. So, well, if I didn't love it, I'd just leave. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So uh, on our high note, <clears throat> pardon me, on our high note, um, I'm going to pose a question to the audience is, do you want to become a patron of this podcast? Not the patriarchy. We hate those guys. But a patron. <laughs> if you want to become a patron, please go to patreon.com slash polyhedron. Uh, you can uh, talk to uh, the regular guys of the show once we untie them. Um, on Twitter. They're not tied up. Why do you keep saying that? Why are there cop cars outside? Crap, hurry up, hurry up. We're, you we gotta can, go. Right. Come on, come on. <laughs> you, can, uh, you can find them on Twitter. Uh, Ryan is at RJRUS. Um, Matt is at Bioimportance. And Scott is at DivisMallCav. And if you would like to send them a message, you can reach them at Gmail, polyhedronpodcast at gmail.com. Fuck the patriarchy! Go roll All some right. dice! <laughs>